0: This is John Straza, and this is the Sower Seeds podcast, and today we're going to start a new series, and I'm excited about this. Um, it's really close to my heart, and we are going to be talking about the gospel, and we're going to call this one the heart of the gospel. The heart of something is the essence of something. It would be, uh, when you say the heart of something, you would talk about its inward nature, it's true substance, the core of it. And we want to talk about the gospel in that way. And I want to really take my time with this one. I don't want to go through this too quickly because the gospel is what is important to all of us as Christians. It's the message of God to us. And if we understand what God has been saying to us, and we will start to understand the gospel. Uh, when Paul brought up the word gospel, it was a word that was rarely used. It was rarely used in their literature back then. Uh, you might find a couple of examples of it, but it was an extreme word. When he brought it up, it was, it was a new word in writing, really, and because, again, it was an extreme word, and it really meant that it was news. It was so good. It was it was extremely good. It was euphorically good. Um, it's almost too good to be true. Good, um, and this is what we're talking about when we say the gospel. And a lot of people don't really realize how rich it is—the gift of God of life. There's so much to it, and that's what we're going to be going over. I do want to start off right in Romans, and uh, right in the beginning, Romans 1 and 1. Paul is writing this. This is the centerpiece writing of the gospel that Paul wrote. So we have Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God. And I want to stop there. This is the gospel of God, God the Father. And you'll see how this works just in another verse or two. These first four or five verses are usually not something that people take the time to even look through. They kind of read it as an introduction, and, and most people say, well, where's the meat? I want to, get to the, you know, I want to get to the story here. But he's saying that he was called to be an apostle, and some of us know the story of Paul. I'm not really going to go into it, but Paul initially hated the church. He took their livelihoods away. He, he was there when Stephen was stoned to death. It's just that Paul, initially was, his name was Saul. He was a persecutor of the church and one of the most severe persecutors of the church. And God called him. Not only called him, but ended up calling him to be an apostle. And Paul probably had one of the greatest revelations of the gospel. And I think of that scripture, you know, to him whom a lot has been forgiven, that's the person who's going to love much. And Paul was somebody who had a lot of bad things in his life. Now, he was being fervent to his Judaism and thought he was doing the right thing, you know, in in persecuting Christians. But God showed him differently and taught him the gospel. And I think the reason I'm talking about that, you know, sometimes I even wonder, why am I talking about this? But the Holy Spirit's line of thinking here is that Paul had a revelation of the gospel. He was taught by God. He's saying here, a servant of Jesus Christ called to me an apostle, separated to the gospel of God. Now, that's a pretty major thing. It shows you the importance of the gospel. So that's why I don't want to just kind of pass by the word gospel here and say, yeah, yeah, we're going to a gospel meeting or we're going to sing some gospel songs or whatever. None of that's wrong. But the depth of the meaning of the word gospel is very great. So I just want to bring that out. So I'll read the first verse again. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God, which he, meaning God, which he promised before by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection of the dead. In verse 5 says, by whom we have received, look at this, grace and apostleship. I want to go back just a little bit, and I want to read verse 1 and 2 again. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God, which he had promised before by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. And some people might read that and say, When did we see any promises about the gospel in the Old Testament? Where are they? What are they? What is he talking about? And this is really great because the gospel of God, which is Jesus, was spread and laced through the entire Old Testament. And we know that's true even by example because after the resurrection of Jesus, He walked with them by the way, it says, and opened up the scriptures to them. They didn't have a New Testament. He was looking at the Old Testament scriptures and showing them him in the scriptures. So the good news of the gospel, and and let's keep that word good news attached to the word gospel here. The good news of the gospel was laced all the way through the Old Testament. And, And there are examples. We were talking about Abraham. In one of the last few episodes and that he had to live by faith but he experienced a glimpse of the gospel when he was justified by faith we also have Moses actually was was given the conditions for the gospel I want to read something to you in Deuteronomy 30 you have something really interesting here this is something that Paul quoted later in Romans, but this is what he was quoting. Look at this. You, would, you could call this the conditions of the gospel, if you wish, uh, but this is a foreshadowing of the gospel. And this is what it says, uh, Deuteronomy 30, in verse 11. Look at this. For this commandment which I command you this day, it is not hidden from you, and neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that you should say, Who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it to us that we might hear it and do it? And neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, Who shall go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it? But in verse 14 it says, But the word is very near unto you. It's in your mouth and it's in your heart that you may do it. Now, Paul actually quotes that scripture in Romans 10. And I'm going to, I'm going to read it to you. But it's, it's showing you that we're talking about faith here. Now, Romans 10, look at this. This is the same verse that was in Deuteronomy. The righteousness which is of faith speaks in this way. And then he quotes the scripture. Say not in your heart, who shall ascend into heaven? that is, to bring Christ down from above, or who shall ascend into the deep, that is, to bring Christ again from the dead, or bring up Christ again from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. So there you have An example of an Old Testament scripture reaching forward and talking about the gospel. And Paul understood the meaning of that verse in Deuteronomy. And what he was saying was that this was about being justified by faith. This is about living by faith. That we will now have a relationship with God. That this salvation, this gospel, is not far from us. It's right here. It's right in us I want to go back to that verse in Romans 10 again and look at verse 8 and this is how it reads but what said it or what does it say he, he, he just got finished saying you don't have to go up into heaven and you don't have to go into the deep and to find this he's saying the word is near you it's even in your mouth it's in your heart that is the word of faith which we preach and he continued to say that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes to righteousness and with the mouth confession is made to salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. So he's preaching the gospel, the simple gospel of salvation right here. That's what he's talking about and there are many examples and you can look at galatians 3 and 6 if we start there and it says even as abraham believed god and it was accounted to him for righteousness know you therefore that they which are of faith the same are the children of abraham and the scripture foreseeing that god would justify the gentiles through faith preached before the gospel to abraham saying in you shall all nations be blessed so then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful abraham there's so much i would like to get into and we will in in the next episodes but i really want to go back to the foundation and the heart of the gospel here paul was saying that he was called To be an apostle and separated to the gospel of God. And in a similar way, so are we. Now, we may not have the same exact ministry that Paul had. He was an apostle and he went to many nations and he went to many people and he turned the world upside down as they knew it in those days. And his message was in the gospel. And in Romans 1, there is a verse that starts to be the centerpiece and the true beginning of Paul talking about the gospel, and it's verse 16. Because he was saying different things up until that point. He was saying that he wanted to be with them, he he longed to be with them and meet with them. And verse 15, he said, So as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. He really wanted to go to Rome. But then he says something that is... Kind of unusual in a way at first, but in its context, it's really, really important. and it may seem like we're just staying in one place here, but be patient. This is really critical. And Paul says, "For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. From faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And some people may wonder, why did Paul say, I'm not ashamed of the gospel? One of the things that we can look at is that Paul was a Pharisee on the highest order, and he was deeply trained in Judaism. And this gospel, to the mind of a Pharisee, would have been ridiculous. It would have been heresy. It would have been something that one would be ashamed of if they even said they believed it. And Paul did believe it. He had to come to grips, to terms with the fact that Jesus was the Messiah. He was the Son of God. And Jesus spoke to him directly. And Paul saw him and he was taught by him and he was taught by the Holy Spirit. So here's a man who initially was against the church and fought against the church and a man like that would have been shamed to believe the gospel and Here he is now Realizing that this very gospel is the power of God to salvation to everyone that believes and then he he specifies to the Jew first and also to the Greek or the Gentiles. That was a difficult transition in Paul's life. He went from one extreme to the other, and he knew and understood and had a revelation of the gospel even. Imagine that, taking a man who was totally opposed to everything Jesus was about. In his mind, initially, he wouldn't have touched that for anything. He was against it, so much so that he persecuted the people who believed it. But Paul learned, and we'll see it again here in verse 16. He's saying, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Christ meaning the anointed one, the Messiah. He's making this very clear. For it is the power of God to salvation to everyone that believes, the Jew first and to the Greek or the Gentile. And then he says, for therein, in other words, in the gospel, the good news that was given to us by God concerning his son, Jesus Christ. That's the first two verses, first two or three verses in this chapter here. Let's, let's look at it before I even finish reading 17. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, the good news of God which he promised before or before times by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. That was the good news. It was concerning his son. His son was going to arrive. His son was going to show us what God the Father was, was like. He was going to be the exact representation, and he was the exact representation of the Father. He showed us the very nature of God. He went about doing good. He told us the nature of God. He told us about the kingdom. He told us how the kingdom of God worked. This was just part of the good news. He was exposing the gospel, the good news of God. So, Paul in verse 16 here, Romans 1, verse 16, I'm not ashamed of that gospel. He was saved by that gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and and also to the Gentile. And look at 17. For therein, in other words, in this gospel is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. And faith isn't a singular action that happens one day and we're done. It's why in verse 17 here it says faith to faith. Faith is an ongoing thing. You know, if you were to look at it at a King James version and you see the word believeth. That word has a continuation to it. We say believes, meaning yes, he's, he believes. And here you have the words faith to faith it's an ongoing thing that's what all of those words are pointing to this is a lifestyle we grow from faith to faith it's an ongoing and it says that the just shall live by faith we are justified by faith and we shall live by faith and that was the good news That was the beginning of the good news of the gospel, that our justification, our relationship with God, our being made right with God happens by faith. It's not by works anymore. It's not by a law that we follow. It's not by a sacrifice that we make. It's not by a set of words that we recite. He that believes in his heart and confesses with his mouth That's where salvation is. I spoke in an episode before about the thief on the cross. Right next to Jesus, looking at him, knowing that this is the Messiah. And he's saying, Lord, remember me when you go to your kingdom. That was the gospel in action. That man believed, and because he believed, He said something. He confessed something. It wasn't a salvation prayer, but it didn't matter. He confessed, this is the Son of God. He said, Lord, that alone was his confession of faith. Remember me when you go to your kingdom. In other words, he was saying, I know you have a kingdom. I know that's where you're going. This is awesome. The book of Romans is just an amazing thing when it comes to understanding the gospel and how we walk by faith and what grace is this is the gospel and we are going to be talking a whole lot more about it thank you for joining me today we are going to get into the gospel the good news and god's word and we're going to have a walk through romans and we're going to get into many other verses as well god bless you we'll see you on the next episode